Hey folks, we are here again at Hidden Magic TV. We are with Miss Juanita, right? I am. All right, you excited to be here today? I'm very excited to be here. It's going to be fun. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to think us you're relaxing. I know, right? It's going to be great. <laughs> and uh, Juanita is actually a stand-up Christian comedian. I am. Okay. Yeah. Or do you just call yourself a comedian? Comedian. 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 Okay. Just happens to be a Christian. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. So, um, unlike some of the other guests, you actually grew up here in Florida. I did. Right. Born and raised St. Pete, Florida. Okay. And tell what was that like? Now, were you one of those people that wanted to leave? No, I've never wanted to leave Florida. Really. Really. I never wanted to. Because no. most people that I meet that are from here, they always say, "If I can." As soon as they get an opportunity, they want to leave. Oh, no. Why would you? I don't know why you want to leave Florida. You wouldn't. The weather's beautiful. It's always green. You're just a, an hour and a half away from Orlando to go to Disney World. <laughs> As a kid, it's all you'd ever want. Now, are you a big Disney fan? I am. I really like Disney. That's yeah. my dream one day, to perform at Disney World. I think it's pretty easy. Have you submitted? No. Okay. <laughs> that would probably make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't submitted? No, I really? never have. Uh, for the people that are not in entertainment, this, you know, how we get work. We send stuff, submit ourselves, say, hey, look at me, you know, book me for whatever. So Solicit. Solicit, yes. And they always say we don't accept unsolicited materials. That's what they say. But yes. Most of the time, it ain't true. Most of the time, it ain't true. Uh, most of the time, it's not. It's not. Inside information yeah. Yeah. here. They like who they like, so that's pretty much it. So when you grew up in St. Pete, um, worked here, lived here, you worked your basic jobs, right? You yeah, worked at, jobs. Uh, at a hardware store, uh-huh. and then you started a lawn care business, right? I did. So I did talk about... Where did you get the inspiration to do that? Was it out of necessity? or <laughs> It was out of necessity. I did it part-time. I actually used to work for the power company, too. And I was doing lawns part-time because I was doing my own lawn. It ended up a neighbor asked me to do theirs and so forth and so on. And I ended up doing quite a few lawns. And I liked that. And um, I was uh, married at the time and had a little girl. And they had voluntary layoffs at the... Um, power company that I worked for and the amount of money that you could get from the layoff allowed me to buy the equipment and I was able to be with my daughter and do what I needed to do it worked out really well so you took your severance Mm -hmm. and you used that as seed money to start your lawn care business I did (laughs) really yeah now what did what was the uh, initially what was the family thought process when it came to that um, I think they thought it was a little crazy walking away from a business, especially when it's, you know, the power company, because you think that's such a great right. job. But I've learned so much over the years that it's not always great when you when you work for somebody else, because you're always under what happens to them, what happens to that business, what happens if they sell, what happens if they merge, you know. So being able to be your own boss was something that was always very um, intriguing to me. Mm. And with lawn care, you know, you are really your own boss. And it's hard work, but it's also very gratifying. Is it? So, yeah. How did you go about getting your business I know you're gonna probably I got an idea what you're gonna tell me but I'm it listening. was all word of mouth it really was <laughs> the lawn business just grows on its own you know yeah. <laughs> just what it does and I mean it's pretty much it's year-round here in Florida it's right? year-round in Florida correct yeah. so it's not like a time where it's no there was never snow blowing during yeah. the off season yeah so there was no off season <laughs> no there's no off season. so it all so your whole entire business grew from word of mouth it did 
It absolutely did. And because, you know, it, and it's sad to say, but in every industry, it seems like if you're the person that's going to show up on time yeah. and you're going to be consistent and you're going to do a good job, right. that is huge. Yeah. It was it was always funny to me how many people would go, wow, it's Tuesday at five o'clock and you're here. Like you said you would be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. So just by doing your job and showing up and, and being that person. Woody Allen said, um, and I really, I really think he, even though he didn't mean it for show business, but he said that, you know, 50% of success is showing up. Oh, I, I completely agree. And I've learned, you know, in the entertainment industry, there's a lot of cats that gives us a bad name. Mm-hmm. They show up late. They show up drunk. They cancel at the last minute. Right. And it's like I've wondered when I've dealt with, like, corporate people, and, you know, we're dealing with contracts and we're getting, you know, trying to get stuff situated. You know, sometimes they would ask me questions that I thought was pretty common sense. <laughs> and then, you know, you start finding out some of these backstories of, well, we had this one person booked and, you know, you know they, they didn't show. And then it's like you start hearing all these horror stories and it's, it's really hard to find dependable, reliable, solid people. It really is. Yeah. Really and I think is. it's sometimes, I think it's one thing that kind of scares some business owners or people that want to do business owners because it's if if they're an employee, mm-hmm. they just got to show up to their job. Mm-hmm. But if they're a business owner, they got to show up when they don't want to. And I think <laughs> right. it's, it's a degree. Or whether of, they don't feel well right. or what the weather is, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I you think it's an uncomfortable well. part of accountability that they really don't want to deal with. Yeah. You know, so when have you noticed like when you being in the entertainment business that I mean, there's a lot of people in the business. They're just flaky. They they are, and I I don't get that because it's your job. It is, you know, word of mouth is huge. I mean, in any industry, even you know, doing lawn care, it was it was a huge thing, and it still is with comedy. It's like, and I always want to be the person. Of course, I'm a Christian, so I want to reflect that. You know, my upbringing and my mom and dad, because they'd be really mad if you know I did a lot of things these other comics do. But it's yeah. it's reflective of you. So if you're there and you show up on time, you do a good job. And especially in the entertainment industry, there are so many people that have allowed their position to get to their head. And I'm sure oh, yeah. you've dealt with that. Oh, and, yeah. you know, just some of the things that how they treat the people there that, that they meet. Isn't that shocking? Yes. Yes. Really shocking. It is. Even some people that I've met. Um, how they treat me and I'm just I'm going you know wait yeah. a minute you know we, we're exactly the same we're yeah. doing the exact same job you know there's there's no reason so yeah. I've done some pretty big um, county fairs and state fairs and you know some of these cats that had you know these these one-hit wonders in the in the, in the <laughs> yeah. 80s or the 90s they still have this ego and it's like, look, you know, we're staying at the same hotel. <laughs> you know, you right. you got the same you got the same cool off trailer that I got. So it's like, what is your deal? Right. I mean, yeah, you might get paid a little bit more money than me, but I've seen some of these people talk to, you know, fair committee people, and it's like they're just like have this demanding mm-hmm. type. Like, well, this is supposed to be this is, and I was like, I don't think they understand it. Some a lot of these people that book entertainment, I mean, they are bombarded. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a lot know, of people that want our jobs. Right, and it's it's like 
you know, they don't have to book you. Mm-mm. And some of these people that with these bigger names, it's like they just really think, well, well, of course you're going to book me because you don't have, you know, it's like I am, you know, we are, our song was number one for two weeks and, you know, it's like. In 1942. Yeah, it's like, come on now. It's like, you know, but they have these egos of, you know, everybody's supposed to bow down and everybody's supposed to do this. So when you had the lawn care business and you transitioned, how did you transition into <laughs> from cutting to cutting up yeah that, that transition yeah, yeah. how did you transition from that to uh, that? actually somebody else signed me up for an open mic night at a comedy club so that's how really? my whole comedy career began yeah somebody signed you up for open mic yep. and yep. when did they tell you uh well i, I actually was doing okay there's a little bit more i was doing a dinner theater because i always wanted to be an actress that's okay. what I, I think like every child wants to be an actress and that's what i wanted so i was doing an interactive dinner theater at the bellevue biltmore hotel um, a long time ago and it was during the intermission times you would go around from table to table it was an interactive uh, improv comedy so that improv was what I really liked I would stay in character but you would be that character and they could ask you questions because it was a murder mystery and that part was what I really enjoyed and it was one of the other cast members that said you need to do comedy and they really? signed me up right and I was scared to death petrified were you oh yes complete so how did you get over the fear um well being um someone that does you know acting and liking that i just wrote a seven minute monologue basically you know just of my life of who i was and memorized it word for word and that's what i did but there was a comedy contest that night i won the contest so you got laughs i got a lot of laughs you got laughs that's good yeah so it was it was really good but it was very intimidating a lot of people don't understand that because they're like Oh, stand-up is the same thing, but it's not. Because when you're an actress, you are portraying somebody else's part. Right. They wrote it. It's a character. It's their character. You know, if they don't like it, they didn't like that. You know. Right. But when you do comedy, it's you've written it. It's you up there. It's a completely different, yeah. completely different atmosphere. So, so when you did seven minutes, was it seven minutes? It was seven minutes. It was seven. Yeah. You, so yeah. you did your seven. I did my seven. It probably did go a little bit over. Really? Yeah. Because of, I was hesitant for the laughs. I was pausing for the laughs. And in fact, that competition put me through to the Florida's Funniest Person semifinals. So yeah. my second time ever on stage, I'm in the semifinals. Okay. Crazy. So then I finished in the top five out of 12 and went to the finals. Right. So at the finals, people are like, who is this girl? <laughs> you know, where did she come from? Uh, and I did really good in the finals. I, I was in the top five and they said I would have done better, but I went overtime because I knew nothing about comedy. Yeah. So, and if you don't know, when you're doing comedy, when you get close to your time, when your time limit's up, they will flick a light at you. Or hold a lighter up. Right, whatever. hold a light, and then you're supposed to say, okay, hey, you know you got 30 seconds left or a minute left, whatever. Well, right. I didn't know what that meant. Well, I was beyond seven minutes, and they're flicking the light, which means get off the stage now, right? I thought it meant I was doing a great job. <laughs> I was like, yay, they like me, because look, they're like flicking back there, you know, so. So I went over time. I did like eight minutes or so, so I got docked. Because they said, if you hadn't done that, you would have done better. But I had no idea. So well, looking back now, it's funny. That's not all that terrible because um, uh, there are times that, you know, when you're, I've seen, you know, doing clubs, a new person comes up and you and I, they have like a legal pad. Right? <laughs> right. They have a legal pad and they've got pages. And I'll look at their pages and I'll say, how much time you got? So I got like five. <laughs> and I say, okay. And they get up. 
and they really have like two and a half. And they don't know that because they just speed through their material. Yeah, they get real fast. And they, yep. they speed through it and they got two and a half and now they're now they got this time that everybody's like, Okay, now what are you gonna do? You know. So it's <laughs> cool that you there. Yeah, it's cool that you kinda you kinda went over. So you did that as your second gig, right? right. Now how long have you been doing stand up? Now? Um, full time for four years now. So my first open mic was eight years ago. Now are but you I didn't do anything with it the first few years at are, all. Why so. not? Um, because I had my daughter and, you know, she was in college and then got married. And so it was just, there was just a lot of stuff and it wasn't, you know, I just did every now and again, the club would call me and say, Hey, can you do 10 minutes here? 10 minutes there. There's another contest. And so, I mean, I think I was on stage 10 times the next year, maybe if that. It's not bad. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't. I never... Yeah, because we did it... What well, That gig was in Port Charlotte we did, right? Mm-hmm. You remember that little... Yeah, for the zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't the zone. It wasn't the zone. In Port Charlotte? The first time you and I worked, it was the comedy zone. No, it was not. It wasn't? It was not the comedy zone. Because... It, it was at the, the Stewart for um, nope. Port St. Lucie. It was at the Civic Arena... Yeah. Right? And it was not the comedy zone. Really? I can't even remember the guy's name that booked that. That booker. Oh, there. I think I know. Larry Silver. Larry, Larry, Larry Now, was that the comedy zone? No, it was not the comedy it, zone. Okay. Okay. Groucho's. Okay. Yes. Was that, was that a Groucho's club? It was a Groucho's club. God. Is he still working? Is There's he still booking? St. Lucie Civic Center. Is he still booking? Mm-hmm. He still is he? does. Is it still there? Uh, I think someone else is booking that room now. Is it? Mm-hmm. Are you working clubs much? I do. I actually do. But, really? Mm-hmm. I do a lot of um, corporate gigs, though, because I'm completely clean, so that's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A wink. So, uh, yeah, so it's good. I do a lot of churches, but I still do my comedy clubs. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I've gotten away. I still will do an occasional club. I got, you know, I got three people that'll call me for that, and I, I, I pretty much do that to stay in their graces but you know i'm booked enough with other things also being clean mm. that i don't have to do clubs right and that was have you ever met the fat doctor never met the fat, fat doctor, doctor? Yeah. no now he worked his own he worked his own a lot oh, okay. and when i was starting out that was one of the first yes there's a comedian called the fat doctor hilarious slaughters the room kills <laughs> he's x-rated but he slaughters um <laughs> and and doc well, we were sitting around talking, and he pulled me to the side, and he was like, he said, look, he said, you're starting out. And he, he was the one that really gave me the blueprint for what I had. Because yeah, I was just doing just straight magic. And he said, you need to come up with a show that... So now you do gay magic? Huh? You said straight magic. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry, I couldn't let it go. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. All right. So, anyway... Comedian. So anyway, yeah, he told me to create something that could make them laugh, but because he compared to another entertainer, which is Amazing Jonathan, and Amazing Jonathan, he said, you know, Amazing Jonathan is parodies magic. He doesn't even really do magic anymore. And he said, so if you could do something that could make them laugh, but at the same time still, yeah, Yeah. he said you'll have something that people have. And I start working on it, and he said, now you got to do it clean. And he said, if you work clean, you can go anywhere. You won't be limited to clubs. And that was the best thing that he's told me. And anytime I talk to a young comic or somebody starting out, and I say, look, 
write clean. Mm -hmm. Get in the habit of writing clean because you're not going to be limited to just doing right. comedy clubs. You'll be able to do other things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So when you knowing that and then being clean and being able to market yourself, you know, what would you tell someone out there that is thinking about, I mean, there's a few. I know there's got to be a few. And these are probably the people that go to comedy clubs about once a month, right? And they feel like they're sitting in that chair. I could do that. Yes, that is what they think. Yes. That's what they want to Or think. their friends are telling them, you could so do that. Yeah. So what fun. advice would you give them? Don't do it. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> do it. You never know. Sign up for an open mic and try it. Really try it. Um, yeah. But know what, you know, know what you're going to do when you go up there. I think a lot of people have this, you know, wing it mentality. And once you get up there and the lights hit you and, you know, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, um, you freeze. Than being, yeah, than being, you know, around your friends when you're the life of the party. It's a little bit different. Yeah. So, and, and it can be intimidating. So definitely know what you're going to do when you get up there. But do it. Do it. Have fun. Try it. You know, but I, I've told people about being cleaner and a lot of them are like, yeah, okay. But, you know, they, they don't do it. They don't take the... Well, it, it, I mean, I mean, it's easier to write sex jokes. It's easier to go. Oh, it is. It definitely it's, it's, is. I mean, it's easier to go political. It's easier to, mm -hmm. you right. know. Well, I mean, do I that. know that even with my humor, it's like it, it is all clean. But I know that I could take one joke and kind of flip it just a little, right. you know, to get a laugh from this crowd or that crowd. But yeah. I, you know, I won't compromise who I am. Well, and I think it's a good thing to do. Yeah. So, so you're writing a book. I am. Wanna, I've been writing it for a while now. Can you can you, <laughs> you, you want to talk about you want to talk about? Writing um, it? it's it's really funny because I don't I don't know anything about books. I don't. I'm not a big reader. Uh, in fact, I even have the Bible on CD. So I'm like, oh, Lord, <laughs> you got the wrong person about a book. But um, it's it's starting to come together. It's funny because you know, as a comedian, you write a lot of jokes, and sometimes those 